subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, you guys. I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Ty's got good hair. All right, so here's some of the things Dave Van Horn had to say about Colin Fisher yesterday. Obviously, Colin Fisher, starter, first time out, five innings, no walks, made him swing the bat, which we loved. You know, not a lot of super hard contact and played pretty solid defense. You think about the the first two innings, he goes one, two, three, one, two, three, four strikeouts, and as you're going to hear from Phil, was just blazing them by yesterday. Fisher's 2-0, hit high in the air, but softly right at center fielder Ty Wilmsmeyer. That's the easiest play so far. And Colin Fisher debuting with six consecutive outs on a Monday afternoon. Didn't seem nervous as a, a freshman, and you, well, you were talking about watching it yesterday. It wasn't as cold. That was another aspect that probably helped him out a little bit. He didn't have to deal with the same conditions as some of the other guys. No, it was sunny. There was no wind to speak of. Balls weren't there's a lot of balls hit to the warning track that just maybe uh, certainly on Friday would have left the yard. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when you get settled in quickly, you know, his first pitch drew ground ball contact and an easy first out. I think you go, whew, and just excel and, and you get, you, you know, take a deep breath and you get through the first inning in 11 pitches. You know, you feel, you feel pretty good when you get over there and, and you come back and had an even better second inning with 10. I look at that. You can talk about strikeouts. Got to avoid walks. Um, but what he did more than anything is he was efficient early on. I, what was his – where did I put my box score? Anyway, he had a very efficient pitch count for the, for the game. What was I think it? it was, what, 58? Uh, 63. 63. Yeah. Okay. So 63 in five innings of work. Dave said 63 pitches facing 18 batters. Dave said they thought about bringing him out for another inning but elected wow. to, to not do that because he was under his pitch count apparently. So I uh, thought, you know – I was I was interested because they they brought in Cody Frank. All right, that makes sense. Uh, brought in then and, and he only won an inning. That that was a bit surprising for me at least. But you're, you know Dave's still trying to figure things things out. Then McIntyre comes in uh, for the seventh, and you're like, well, how are they going to close this thing out? McIntyre goes two, and uh, they end up uh, going with a lefty Stone uh, Hewlett to uh, to close the game. Still learning a lot of names and where some of these guys came came from. Well. We'll all get more familiar, but uh, I think they're just trying to set the table for what's to come this weekend and figure out who they feel comfortable putting out there uh, down in Arlington. It's encouraging to see Cody Frank also back, who got injured last season. You mentioned McIntyre, who is maybe going to play that Cronin or not actually Cops role, but he's a guy that you're going to bring in uh, either out of relief. Um, We haven't seen him necessarily close out a game just yet, but that could shift and that could evolve to be his role at some point in time. And the guy you you trust, uh, Chuck was speaking his praises yesterday and uh, spoke to the conversation that he had with his dad in Auburn last year, how much this means, not just to Will, but their entire family that he's suiting up to be an Arkansas Razorback. Because, I mean, Will, again, doesn't necessarily have, when you look 
on the outside looking in and you're if you're scouting him from a basically a um mm-hmm. Uh, just the outside, he doesn't necessarily have just major, major league stuff, but he, he's a good college baseball pitcher, and he uh, gives you a chance to win, and I think that's well, probably one of the most important attributes he brings to the mound each and every visit. That's seven and two-thirds innings. He threw over two games over the course of the four-game series, so um, so he's gotten some work. Gage Wood's another closer you got, so you kind of got it, like you said, semi-figured out, you, you think, at least going into this weekend, it will all change. Someone was pointing out yesterday, hey, look at this lineup now, and it will be a much different. Even the one this weekend will be much different once you get to conference play because that's just the, the nature of the game. But, uh, you, you know, Hagen Smith, you, you, you feel like you can rely on him, but regardless of what happened in one inning on a cold day with the wind blowing 25 or gusting to 25. So um, you got your starting rotation you feel like you got middle relievers somewhat figured out, and you got a couple options, you know, in your closing roles. So I like the way it's set up, at least here at the outset. Yeah, Dave kind of dismissed the question about Hagen Smith when asked yesterday. Didn't seem concerned at all whatsoever. But when asked about Will McIntyre, uh, apparently Will was asking to play yesterday. He keeps telling us. He told us all year, all summer as well. I want to pitch two times on the weekend every. Every chance I get, I'll pitch on Tuesday. Sometimes he said he just feels better if he's out there throwing and pitching the games. Maybe not so much throw bullpens, you know, just get ready in the games. I think most people can jump on that bandwagon as seeing Will McIntyre not just once over the course of a weekend, not just in non-conference play, but SEC weekends, the guy, the way the guy delivers uh, consistently. And it doesn't really matter what the radar gun says. Um, because his stats a lot of times do the talking. So a uh, good showing for Will McIntyre this weekend, a good start and a good debut for Colin Fisher in his first game as well. And that leads right into our CJ's Butcher Boy Burger Trivia Tuesday. And what is Colin Fisher's nickname? This is CJ's Trivia Tuesday presented by CJ's Butcher Boy Burgers in Fayetteville and Russellville. It's delicious. There must be 50 customers out there. It's unbelievable. When all you do are burgers, they have to be the best. All right. Do you guys know without, I know you're pulling up the notes right now, so I'm going to assume you don't know off the top of your head. I'm going to guess it's chicken fried steak. It's not chicken fried steak. Big C, do you know his nickname? Oh, uh, Big Tuna. You weren't supposed to answer. You just ruined the whole bit. Oh, shh. Yeah, don't say that either. Shoot. <laughs> yeah. All right, what's your backup question? Surely you didn't come unprepared with only one question on a bandwagon Tuesday. Gosh. Uh, yeah, all right. <laughs> I'll, I'll parlay something else. Man. I don't think parlay's the right word. I'll pull something else. I would win the chicken fried steak. A former, all right, we'll go with this then. This is your CJ Butcher Boy Burger Tribute Tuesday. And yes, it is, uh, that is correct. It is Big Tuna, Big C. Yeah. You don't win the burger. Big Tuna is a super ambitious guy. Hey, Big Tuna, you ready? Yep. That's what Andy used to call Jim Halpert in the office. But here's your CJ. There's a overrated. You don't like the office? Much as you hate steak, I I don't hate the office. I just never got into it. You think it's okay? Well, we Overrated. got we did get some uh, texts like Cody and Hot Springs on the McCarty Daniel Hotline that uh, did get it right. So Cody, congratulations! I think just uh, Christian stole the line out there. It's okay, Big C. I, I know right, so, some other people knew that. Answer. I t- uh, hey, don't answer this question. Okay, I won't. You have probably seen this as a Dallas Cowboy fan. There's a former Dallas Cowboy wide receiver 
that just won over $400,000 on a 13-leg college basketball parlay. $400,000. If you know who that is, call or text the McCarty Daniel Hotline at 877-377-6963. A former Dallas Cowboy wide receiver just won $400,000 plus. In fact, and you have to call in. You can't text in. Okay. But you said just a second ago they what could say text in, yeah. call in. Sorry. I'm so used to saying call or text in. You have to call in and give us the an answer. And it looks like Christian got someone. He won $416,970.35, Tommy, on a 13-leg college basketball mm. parlay. That included uh, Santa Clara at San Diego, Wyoming at San Jose State, Pepperdine, Nevada. But I, 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 I I'm... I talk to morning rush listeners that do this, that put like a few bucks on something to win like 500 and it doesn't seem like it ever pans out, but when it does, it's the greatest feeling in the world. And then they actually hit it. What is the most you've ever won? I won $500 on a slot machine one time, proceeded to lose 1300. So I ended up going down 800. That's that round or that night. I, I don't wager on sports other than maybe like privately between me and somebody else on rare occasion. I mean, just as an official, I just, I'm not comfortable doing that. So it would be at the craps table where I've won the most. What's the, what is that number? I think I've won $900 in about an hour and a half one time. Okay. Craps is a game. I, I, you just gotta, you gotta hit the table at the right time. Yeah. And do you, when you play, I was curious about this. When you play, do you, roll or do you watch someone else and then bet based on the dice come around to you eventually you hope it takes a while that means somebody's having someone's good rolls. having a good roll yeah. at this point all right christian who we got online too we got josh in harrison josh and harrison what is who the, is who is the Cal- dallas cowboy wide receiver that won over four hundred thousand dollars on a 13 leg college basketball parlay Dez Bryant. that is correct mm. ding 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 congratulations again he won over four hundred thousand dollars he just posted it to to social media yesterday josh we've got your information you've won yourself a cj's butcher boy burger gift card thanks god i appreciate it again congratulations to josh and harrison this morning i i mean i don't know what des has in his bank account tommy but i would guess four hundred thousand dollars is not that life-changing money like it would be to you myself or big c I don't care who you are. $400,000 is a lot of money. If you don't think for so, sure. go go find the wealthiest person you know and just ask him for 4000 That would do me some good. I, I or 40000 Yeah, I mean, it would be life-changing money for any of us. But if you don't think 400000 is a lot of money, just go ask the richest person you know for 40000 Or even 4000 See how far you get. I don't, but most of, most of the time, those guys, uh, what should we call it? They're the reason they get their money is because they're very frugal with it and whatnot and they keep it. That didn't, I don't, Sometimes. I don't know. I don't know that Des would be described as frugal. I don't know. Um, we got, again, a couple, we, we've seen his jewelry collection. Yeah. Dwayne yeah. in Fayetteville, Jacob in Mansfield. Just next time. I know I said texting. I'm so used to saying that. Just make sure you call in next time. Uh, you did get the answer. Yeah. Like Gordon Amina said, Tommy, that he left Oakland up $22,000. Yeah. I, on bet slots got one time. Some, I bet Gordon's got some other stories about leaving Oakland that aren't as, that aren't as cheerful. That aren't as uh, that aren't as positive. That's just the nature of it. So, I mean, it's entertainment. Madden Springdale says that we should go try the uh, Noble Oklahoma Chicken Fried Steak Challenge at Kindles. The thing is, it's I'm not. In. It's not just. I am too. It's not just the chicken fried steak. It's the sides that 
they go with it. And there's a ton of stuff to this point. That is a, uh, I'm done. I'll jump on that bandwagon to I don't try e- it, but I, I don't think I could finish yeah, it. I don't think, I think me and you together might not finish I it. It may take all three of us to finish it, but, uh, I don't know when we'll be in that neck of the woods. I got a ball game over there, but I'll be going by my, I don't think I need to eat a 10 pound chicken fried steak before I go referee a basketball game. <laughs> it's a, uh, I got a college game over there in a couple of days. That, I, can I, you go I, after the, no, because the game will be over like ten thirty at oh, night. Okay, I was going to say you can't. Yeah, can't. be a little late for a ten pound chicken fried steak, die. Yeah, I don't. Can I get that to go? I don't think that would. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that would go well at that. I, uh, I I'm a big late night food guy. Chicken the, fried steak to Dr Pepper. Make it snappy. Uh, I'm in a hurry. Let's see, kind of a cleaned up version of Sheriff Buford T Justice. Yeah, I uh, I don't think they've got many of those to go orders, but maybe they have at this point. Maybe that's something that I don't uh, know. I mean. I tell you when we'll be kind of that direction probably next is when Arkansas finally starts playing Oklahoma and something. Now, Norman in that place, I don't know how close they are, but well, we'll be at least in that neighborhood. Oklahoma's about 30 minutes, or excuse me, Norman's about 30 minutes, 40 minutes from OKC, so mm-hmm. I would guess about 45 or so. I don't know what I mean. A little south, maybe Map closer to an hour at this point, but that would be, uh, it is going to be, uh, I think for a lot of fans, you mentioned the Oklahoma aspect of things, uh, I, I've been to Gaylord Memorial one time, but that game, I mean, I think you and I anticipate... I saw Alabama there about 22 years ago or okay. something like that. I think you and I are both anticipating that Arkansas will play them in football next season in on the road in North. In 25. Yeah, in 25. Yeah, I, Not I, this upcoming season, but the next season. Right. I, I, I That's kind of what I anticipate. So maybe we'll go to this place and have uh, do, the, do the Friday morning show or whatever. It'll uh, be fun. Before the, uh, before the OU game, but yeah. But... One thing they don't have on the menu at CJ's is chicken fried steak. So you can just go by there. And I now you have you ever gotten the triple? They the have, double's the most I've ever. Do you tried. add a? Uh, well, you ever I, done went, that? I went with my dad prior to the Georgia basketball game two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago, and I we both just got the double. I've never gotten the triple before. I like to get the double, but no bun. So double knife, no bun, knife and yeah, knife and fork it. Uh, grilled onions, maybe some grilled jalapenos if you if you like. Mm-hmm. Could, could you know double up on the he cheese? Get, add bacon if you want. Yeah, I he got grilled onions to grill. You, you guys have a similar bugger. He gets extra mayonnaise. I got uh, grilled. He hates mushrooms. I love mushrooms. Love I got, mushrooms. I got grilled onions and grilled mushrooms, and then the fry sauce but, with it. You know, just you know, feels a little lighter and a little little uh little healthier. And you go no bun on that thing. He doesn't. Sometimes do, you can go bottom bun only. You know, he doesn't do cheese. I don't know how that's you his, do it. Is he like that's, uh, well, he is that loves, a life choice or is he lactose? Yeah, it's a life choice. He it's not lactose intolerant. No, he so loves. He can't ever have pizza. He doesn't have he pizza. He does pizza once. Him and him and my stepmom do pizza once a month. That's it. That once sounds a month. too disciplined for me. I'm a little more impulse than that. Oh. All right, CJ's Butcher Boy Burgers. When all they do their are burgers, they got to be what. When all they do are burgers, they have to be the best. The best. And, and they are yeah. at CJ's the Butcher best. Boy Burgers. So I had a good CJ's burger in a little while. You need to go. So, Big Tuna. Again, if you see Colin Fisher out and about in northwest Arkansas, or <laughs> uh, Kendall Diggs was saying that... Uh, uh, Big C, the segment killer. Uh, yeah. In regards to... Uh, Way to kill the bit there, Big C. And what did he say about Colin Fisher? He said, welcome to the fish fry. That's what they're saying about Colin Fisher. So anytime he gets on the mound, that's what they're saying when... Uh, He's going to fry the some fish, fish fry. and that's Man, what he's... Uh, tuna's not one you fry. No. So. It's in you the sear it, but you ever had a good uh, tuna steak? You ever had a big 
big piece of no, ahi not tuna. My, that's not my thing. That's your. Uh, do you like that? Uh, it's just, not my favorite, but uh, I've had it. We went. I went on a fishing trip once, and we caught several mm-hmm. uh, yellow fins, and we had more tuna steaks than you could. Okay. Imagine for a while. Well, we were giving them away. Speaking of uh, restaurants in the Oklahoma City area and fish, I need to get your take on this story. All right. And the Oklahoma City P- the police are on hunt for a woman that uh, wasn't a fan that the endless shrimp deal that she got uh, did not include to go shrimp. Uh, she. Uh, I've tried that scam myself. <laughs> according to the police report, she smashed plates and went on a verbal tirade up. The workers explained that the uh, shrimp promotion was only to be eaten in the restaurant. So on the subject of all you can eat, which that chicken fried steak deal in Noble seems like it is all you can eat. Um, do you just tip your waiter or waitress more to get you to go box and hope the manager doesn't get mad at them? Mm. That's what I've done in, in Pass before when we're not supposed to take to go something. I'm just like here's a little yeah. more. Can I can still get it to go box? And then they kind of look around. It's like yeah, that's fine. Yeah. And you just hope so they, don't they gonna, If you order it and then don't eat it, what are they going to do? Throw it away? I mean, they're not going to take it in the bag and the staff much on after it's been in your on your plate and your, at your table. Might as well just give you the to go box. But everybody everybody would run that scam. I don't do a lot of those type of deals, but I, I you know like it. Some place they'll have like a wing special and it's dine-in only. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you need it to go box because you can't finish them all. So, but I've never smashed plates and raised hell about it. Yeah, I don't you know? think. Uh, Usually, if you ask nicely, they'll let you have your way. And that's again, that's a, you just and maybe tip an extra five if you if you build a rapport, if you build a relationship with the waiter or waitress. More often than not, they are going to show some leniency towards you as long as you're nice and along that so, situation. But folks, what Ty is telling you. As he goes into these situations, already planning a strategy to break the rules. He goes into the restaurant to planning, you know, planning to scam the restaurateur. Even though the rules clearly state, you're a rule breaker. I just, even though the rules clearly state dine-in only. Rules, no, no are to meant, go. rules are meant to be broken. That's why they're in place at points. And every once in a while, you have to... Skirt the it's not the not the law. We put your the, the picture rules. up the door. Of these restaurants. If you do not let this man in, we were. Uh, <laughs> I've I've I don't think I've ever told uh, Joe Klein this story, but we were at Corky's one time after we just got done mowing lawns all day, and I mean I can still eat now at twenty nine, but back when I was seventeen, it, it was I'd eat my parents had a house and home, and we were cut off, um, and the amount of rolls. Before our meal got there, I had had 15 of those Sister Schubert rolls. So they cut us off. At your parents' house? No, at at, at Corgi's. Oh, okay. So uh, it was one of those things where they were like... And you go to like Colton's or Texas Roadhouse. mm -hmm. Man, yeah, you can can founder yourself on on that bread. Did you ever go... You're a Little Rock guy. You're, you know... Ritzy Country Club type. Uh, is, did you is. ever go to Sirloin's Inn in North Little Rock? It's been closed for Sirloin's years. Sirloin's Inn. You may be too young to remember. How, how long did it close? Oh, it's probably been closed 15 years now. But, man, they had... It was the place to go eat a steak or particularly prime rib. But they brought this butter or this bread out in this this dish. It's just a loaf of bread, but they poured like hot 
garlic butter over Ooh, that sounds liquid good. gold. I feel like I would remember that even as a kid. God. Maybe I bet my parents. You could eat 15 loaves of that stuff at the it Sirloin's was, Inn. It was good. Uh, Hot Collar in Cuntsville said, it's like Cousin Eddie. It's, uh, it's not the all-you-can-eat buffet at the location. Just wrap your pockets with a <laughs> saran wrap and do it that way. <laughs> Give me some more of the blue and... Don't get cheap on me. <laughs> That's the way to. I like the. Uh, I like the approach. Hot collar in Huntsville. That's the the way to look at it. I don't know. Hey, looky there. There's not been a. Uh, there's not been a. An update on this lady that uh, apparently did this in the Oklahoma City area, but still waiting look, on the end of that. Looking over here on the chat, my old buddy uh, Ronnie Bellamy in Paragould, Arkansas, listening this morning. Good morning, Bells. What's the connection for? How do you know him? Uh, through officiating. Okay. One of the best ever in our state, right there. Well, Ron, welcome yeah. into the program again. We always know he's listening. Uh, so the chat Tommy just referenced. You can always listen to us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Uh, tomorrow, I know Chris in Fayetteville has been <laughs> has been hey, waiting yeah, on our video webcams. Is coming, yeah. Whether you like it or not, tomorrow we're finally going to be up on webcams. <laughs> we're wear you masks. can see these on, lovely faces as, as I'm knocking again. on the wood. We should be masks. up tomorrow morning for the morning rush. You know, we should have done it yesterday on President's Day, and then uh, what was that movie where they robbed the banks and the president's mask? Yeah. Oh, uh, 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 point, I break. Just that. Yeah. point break. Point break. I just watched that. We should have wore. We should have wore. We should have wore President's mask in here on President's Day. That would have been for the first day of the video. That would have been. I haven't seen Ruskin and Zach would have been so jealous that we did that and they didn't think of it first. That was a, that's a good idea. We should do that next year. I always um, come up with the good ones the day after, you know. Point Break's a great movie. That I is know. a good yep. movie. You watched that for halftime homework, sure Pixie. It's a really good Keanu Reeves and uh, Patrick Swayze, Patrick Swayze yeah. back in the day. Second one sucked. Don't watch it. The Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa in downtown Hot Springs, Arkansas is the perfect destination for your next getaway. Join them for a romantic Valentine's Day getaway with a special dinner or romance package. Or if you're coming to town for live racing, they've got room for you every weekend, including Martin Luther King Day weekend and President's Day weekend. Experience all the luxury and hospitality of a Grand Southern Hotel. The accommodations are sure to please everyone. Visit ArlingtonHotel.com for more details. That's ArlingtonHotel.com. Call or text the McClarty Daniel Hotline at 877-377-6963. McClarty Daniel, a vehicle for every lifestyle. When you're looking for a new car, you want to shop for a vehicle you love with an organization you trust. You've probably heard that McClarty Daniel means making deals, but what I'm inspired by the most is that McClarty Daniel means making a difference in our community. When you buy a vehicle with McClarty Daniel, you reinvest right here in the community, in our schools, in our little leagues, in our food banks, and our people. So you're not just making a purchase, you're making a difference too. Come see us at any of our six locations in Northwest Arkansas. Bet Online continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up-to-the-minute odds, stats, and trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in-game live betting, contests, and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or mobile device. Head to BetOnline today to become part of the team. And remember to use the promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, the game starts here. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I found this one to be difficult. This is easy for me. Was it? Yeah. I think we're probably going to agree at the top, but I, you know, so many, I don't want to say 
Didn't expect South Carolina to get beat 40. Not surprised they got beat by Auburn. Didn't expect 40. Didn't expect South Carolina to go 0-2. Yeah, I mean. Losing to LSU is probably more shocking than getting drilled with Auburn. What do you do with Auburn, who beat South Carolina and lost to Kentucky? All right, here we go. Pradco Pyramid of Power. 15th edition of the season. I don't know if that's right or not. I just made up a number. I got Tennessee at the top. You're a smart man. They beat Arkansas. They beat Vandy. <laughs> they didn't lose to Arkansas and Vandy's probably their easiest week, but they, they got the job done. Now they get Missouri and A&M, yeah. and I got Tennessee at the top. They've beaten Alabama. Um, they're 19-6. and six. They don't have the best SEC record. You could make a case for Bama to be there, but I think Tennessee right now is the best team in the SEC. Tennessee at the top of the Pradco Pyramid of Power. I like it. All right. This I'm, isn't as much fun with Arkansas not in it, though. No, it's, it's not. not as much it's, fun. In fact, I'm, I'm going to just tell you, it. it's downright painful for I'm me. I'm worried about the future of the program if we don't oh, get this basketball no, thing turned on. around. Now, now, that's an over. That's I'm a, talking that's, about my program, oh. the Pradco Pyramid of Power. <laughs> oh, really? It's a, it, This is on the chopping block now. All right, Alabama's number two <laughs> in this week's Pradco Pyramid of Power. <laughs> they beat A&M. I'm going to tell you, I almost put Alabama at the top. It seems like they just get out of bed and score 100. I mean, this team is offensively a juggernaut, and they beat A and M a hundred at seventy. I know it's A and M, but it seems like they you know they just can't even um, go through forty minutes without at least ninety points. I don't know what they're averaging, but it, it's incredible. Well, I mean, everybody's scoring a hundred on LSU, so that's not well. Really but they're not; they're doing it night in, night in, night out. Nate Oates is the second coming of. Rick, Rick Barnes, I think, actually will take his team to an Elite Eight or Final Four this year. But he, Nate Oates is all regular season. He's all yeah. fluff. He does all. He does it every year. They have a great regular season team, and they fail in the NCAA tournament because you no. cannot. He's just not likable either. No, oh, he's, he's a DB. He's, he's not, not likable. You can't. You can't shoot thirty to thirty-five threes in an NCAA tournament game and expect to get to a Final Four that way. It's just not going to happen. So uh, they get Florida and Kentucky. Huge week for Alabama. You'll find out about uh, them they a lot go more this week. To- could and play well. Florida's hot. Yeah, Florida's Florida's uh, going to be in here in just a minute. All right, I moved South Carolina to three. You could certainly make the case South Carolina could have fallen even further. I'm giving a little bit of grace. They lose to Auburn by 40. It's not the loss to Auburn that concerns you. It's the, the margin of defeat. And then, which is more concerning? Losing to, to Auburn by 40 and then laying an egg against LSU? On the back end of that, I mean, which which loss is more damning or, or more worrisome? I think LSU I don't know. at home. Yeah, when you lose, well, at it's home, only a one point loss, but it's but I mean, they're a five hundred team. Yeah, they're losing. They got a losing record in the SEC. Everybody gets blown out at Auburn, pretty much. I mean, except Kentucky. Yeah, so I, I'm. But we're saying I'm, I'm putting South Carolina at three. I would have moved Auburn up based on the win over South Carolina, but then. They lay an egg against Kentucky, and if you watch this game, it wasn't as close. And there was a little run at the end of the first half from Auburn, but Kentucky led them from pillar to post in this. I got Auburn at four this week. You said, well, why in Kentucky ahead of them after that win? Well, just the, the, the body of work doesn't get them, get them there. But Auburn at four, they beat South Carolina, as we've mentioned. This week they get Georgia and Tennessee, so we'll find out more about Auburn when they play Tennessee. I disagree with you there just based on what we saw. Kentucky won at Auburn. That was uh, okay. pretty impressive. And the, the game wasn't even as close as the final score. Right. They actually played defense, Kentucky. Yep, they 59 did. points. They beat Ole Miss and Auburn last week. I got Kentucky at five. They get LSU and Alabama this week. And then I got Florida at six. And you could make a case for Florida being higher. 
Uh, they beat LSU in Georgia. Not the most impressive wins. If they beat Bama, they'll rise in the poll for next week. They get Bama and Vandy this week. You just can't lose to Vandy. That's that's the only thing. Well, so, that'd, be, that'd be nice if they beat Bama. So, but, yeah, the only place we differed, I had Kentucky four. You had Auburn four. Okay. We flipped them. And, and you, That's pretty you know, good. After what happened last week, you could make that, that case. But Auburn, with a 40-point win over Carolina, kind of gave them a little more of a boost for me because you're going to look at it week to week. You've got to consider both games, not just the last yeah. game. Yeah. To me, it looks like Calipari's got his guys' attention. They're, they played defense in their two wins last week. It wasn't track meets. They weren't trying to outscore them. It, it looked like some coaching was happening. I kept Kentucky. waiting in that. I watched that game. From, from start to finish. I kept waiting in the second when that thing tightened up for him to get a technical. Or he, I was, uh, turned to one of the guys that's watching the game. But I wouldn't be surprised if he gets thrown. He's due one of those games where the team's in command and control and then he gets thrown out. He does it every year somewhere. I, I thought it would have been at Auburn the other night. That you know, Might be waiting until he goes to Knoxville. I don't know. but uh, So can, Tennessee, Alabama, South Carolina – Auburn, Kentucky, Florida is the Pradco Pyramid of Power. Uh, the others in the league, I put Mississippi State ahead of Ole Miss. Then uh, LSU, A&M, Georgia, Arkansas, Bandy, Missouri, uh, and from the top to the bottom. All right, Ty, where are we right? Where are we wrong? Tennessee deserves to be on top. Bama deserves to be at two. Uh, that rematch in Tuscaloosa is going to be really – when is that, by the way? The rematch in Tuscaloosa. Is that coming up? Uh, I'm quickly? actually going to that. I think it's March 3rd. Okay, so it's coming. Yeah, that's yeah. At first Saturday. Okay, yeah. A week from this Saturday. Because Kentucky's playing Arkansas in rough that day. Um, yeah, South Carolina had a terrible week. The only thing I would probably do, Tommy, is because of what happened in Auburn. I mean, 40 points is 40 points. We were talking about getting beat by 20 or 30 earlier. It's like a 50-point drubbing in football. I mean, Auburn beat them 101 to 61, I think. So I would put Auburn above South Carolina. Uh, but I And then Kentucky and Florida, uh, Kentucky got the best win, probably the SEC so far this season, going to Auburn. So the only thing I'd really switch, Tommy, is Auburn and South Carolina. Everything else looked good to me. All right. So we all agree on the teams, just a little difference in opinion on the order. But we're in the stretch, though. I mean, we're, we're hitting uh, – Six games left. Yeah, we're, we're hitting this, the stretch, and, you know, everybody's frustrated. Everybody's tired. Um, you know, everybody but, – but some teams are starting to smell the finish line a little bit. Here's the question. Is uh, is Missouri going to wear the donut for the whole year? Yeah. They're 0-12. Yeah. We had 8-70. Does they got Gates, six, six does he survive left. all this? He'll survive, but it but it's, this might be – Ophers are hard to survive. He was in the tournament last year, won a game. Yeah, we had Skeeter and Fort Smith texting. Plus, plus he dresses great. I mean, he's, he's, him his, demeanor, his demeanor is so reserved and calm. It is. I mean. That, that could be good, though. They've had injuries, too, yeah. but they look terrible. Yeah, they and They're like bad. you said, the NCAA. Good I mean, thing for him. I'm sorry, Tight. Good thing for him the football team was great this year because yeah. you get a little grace with the fans because they're still basking in the glow of a, of a good football season. What, what is this? 10-win football season we just had. Yeah. They don't even know what to do. And you do you do have the benefit of getting them on Saturday. So, again, you've already beat them in, in Columbia, and you'll get to play them this Saturday after you play Texas A&M. So that's nice to, to have that one. And you also get Vanderbilt still on your schedule as yes. well. So Arkansas has some, again, the two worst teams yeah. directly behind you. Vanderbilt's play. playing better, though. Mm-hmm. They did, again, win the other day. And they've had some games in the SEC where they've – like only lost by a handful of points. They they haven't gotten they've gotten blown out in some like they did against Tennessee the other day. But some of the other games they've actually competed. That's so. happening a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a weird it's a weird year in the conference. But Tennessee has kind of jumped back to where they belong. I mean it's the it's the most talented team. And again we keep saying about the Vols uh, offensively it's the 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 thing that you you hold on to if you're 
if you're you're in your shoes. This is you, this is the best offensive team that's been in Knoxville and maybe in the history of that basketball program. You yeah. got six ranked teams right now in the top twenty-five. Yeah. First in time the all SEC. Year. Yep. Yeah, most teams of the season uh, in the poll. How deep? Okay, so we got the six that we all agree is in that Pradco pyramid of power. Beyond that, Mississippi State, we'd agree they're a bubble team. A yeah. and M is the probably on the wrong side of the bubble. Ole Miss is probably in, in. as a seventh team. Is there an eighth team that you say, yeah, they're Not they're right going now. No, Not right now is Arkansas, Vandy, Missouri all out of the equation. I think Georgia's playing uh, their way out. Yep, so you really only got four teams to consider, and that's State, Ole Miss, LSU, A&M. And uh, Arkansas could go a long ways in harpooning A&M's because they've lost to Vandy. They lose to Arkansas. I'd say A&M's on the scratch list at that point. Yeah, I think A&M's going to have to go at least four and two. I mean, they're going to have to go win 10 games. I think all these teams are going to have to win nine or 10 games to get in. So I would say right now this is probably a seven-bid league at yeah. best. I don't see an eighth team really. Well, eight at the most. If Mississippi State and Ole Miss get in, Ole Miss has the overall record. They're nineteen and six, but they're six and six in league play. They are. So is Mississippi State. State. So is State. But Mississippi State, they got a home win over uh, Tennessee. They got some good wins. Now, last year Arkansas gets in with an eight and ten conference record. I don't know if that'll happen this year. It's, I think it's the Big Twelve, and the, and then. Ty, you watch a lot more nationals. It's the Big Twelve one and the SEC two. Yeah, SEC's at two. Um, Big Twelve is, is got. I mean, you got Kansas, you got Houston. There, there, there's too much cream at the top at that point, and they've and they're stacked across. You've got Baylor, TCU's pretty good. Iowa State's probably the most underrated team in that league. So, but SEC and is then way down there at the is bottom. Is somewhere is Texas. Yeah. Did, did uh, you did you watch Houston last night? Some of that I did i did not i watched a little bit of the the kansas i can't remember who they played but they played Iowa State. yeah kansas uh, state played uh texas i watched okay. some of uh, kansas and ou on saturday so but, uh, man houston they did up yeah they have they, kellen sampson uh has done a really great job there and when they got added to the big 12 that just i mean that basketball conference is is unbelievable they'll lose a little bit with texas and oklahoma even though those two because oklahoma's good this year texas ain't so much but uh, yeah, Houston's got a good team. I'm curious. If, I mean, they were Elite Eight a couple years ago when Arkansas played Baylor. I guess the actually that might have been the Final Four. So uh, yeah, it's a good group. We'll see if uh, we'll see if the Big Twelve team. What's interesting? I said this the other day. So that you haven't had a repeat champ. I think you've only had like four or five in college basketball history. I think UConn has a real chance to real repeat chance. this year. Real after I mean, Arkansas saw them firsthand in Vegas last season. They lost um, Sonogo and Hawkins, but. Uh, they still got Newton. They've still got Clean. They've still got some other guys. That is a. I mean, they crushed Marquette by like thirty this Number weekend. Number four Marquette. Yeah. I mean, this isn't scrub Marquette. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. So they I think UConn them. has a great chance to repeat. I wouldn't. I'm not. I'm. I might end up picking them to win the national championship, which seldom happens wouldn't, in college wouldn't sports. Wouldn't be a bad pick. Mm-hmm. All right, that's your Pradco Pyramid of Power, brought to you by uh, Arkansas Made Pradco Fishing Lures. Twenty different brands. Well, you got a bag of something there, man. First time we've ever had a food item. It's a Whisker Seeker Tackle. It's our catfish brand Ooh. based out of Des Moines, Iowa. It's a fish fry. We got a Cajun mix. Heck yeah. And we got a normal uh, mix. And we, we got listed in 1,200 Walmart stores. So that'll be going in uh, March. Whisker Seeker Tackle. Whisker Seeker you'll Tackle. Be, you'll be proud oh, of me. He's got a little, little hot pepper there on the yeah. front. It does yeah. look good. You'll be proud of me. I'm going fishing in Bozeman, Montana in, in uh, Mar- not in March, April. You're going trout fishing. 
I don't know what kind of fish. I just know. Is that right? You're going to Montana. You don't go to Montana to go bass fishing. Okay. Yeah, good for you. Uh, I'm excited about that. Are you you fishing with spinning tackle or a fly rod? Well, whatever you give me. If you're fishing with a fly rod, I want to send a a cameraman along. Ty, tell us the difference, please. Fly is the one that you don't use bait, right? The one that Clay uses, you just kind of whack? Whack? (laughs) (laughs) Clay. I think, Sorry, Clay I would think, choke you right I now. I think Clay's going to be proud of me tomorrow when I not, tell him this. Uh, let, I actually let, just texted him that. Let, me, let, me, let me assure you of one thing. You will not look like Brad Pitt out there. No. In, uh, the, no. What was that? River runs through River it. River runs through River it. River runs You will not yeah. look. Like he's like chiseled look. and stuff in that movie. No, I'm, just the way he, no, he handled he had a, the fly rod. He had a wonderful motion yeah. there with the back you, cast. He made the fly go over the water and the trout came well, up. Clay has a better motion. I'd, I'd be better oh, off no, watching no, Clay no, in no, that no. movie. Brad Pitt no, looked no. pretty good at yeah. it. Yeah. I think he had a stunt double. Clay might have been a stunt double. You never know. But Whisker Seeker Tackle, you can go to whiskerseeker.com or you know, here in about two weeks, you can go to your favorite Walmart if they have a catfish section. You can get Whisker Seeker Tackle uh, fish meal. I'm assuming you have uh, product tested this. We have product tested. Let's it. go. It really works well on crappie and bluegill. I'll say that. Mm. I mean, you can get channel cat and blue cat, flathead, uh, bullhead, but but it really works well with crappie and bluegill. Can, can you imagine Ty with a bait caster? You know, if if it's one of those comedy videos, yeah. I mean, I have a truck. I, I don't even like know what a bait caster t- is. But because I can backlash one in about four seconds. Most people can. They're Most hard. But can. I can only imagine him with a bait caster, how that would go. Are you going to Montana with your dad? Uh, no, old, uh, old roommate and an old college buddy from Arkansas. Okay. It lives up there. <laughs> but, <laughs> Why is that funny? Are you well, flying or driving? Uh, flying from out of Tulsa. Okay. Southwest. That's a, I, I don't really want to go on most of your trips. But this is one I wish I could tag along with I do you. Too. I would really love to go. I don't have to go to the wedding. I don't want to go to the parties. We I just want to go. This. We could do this from the road. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You guys are going to be in, in Augusta that week, so it's not like you're going to have a bad week either. True, I don't know. true. But I, but Montana <laughs> would be would be uh, would be a close second. Hey, sports fans, don't let plumbing issues throw you off your game. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric is here to tackle those pesky drain blockages and ensure your water heater is always an MVP form. With Pascal's world-class service, you can count on a winning play every time. Whether it's a quick drain clear or a water heater touchdown, Pascal's got the expertise to keep your home running smoothly. Stay in the game and leave the plumbing to the pros. Schedule your service online anytime at gopascal.com. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. Yeah, great text from JT and Hot Springs on the McCarty Daniel Hotline saying, Tommy, you could crash one of these weddings and expense it if you wanted to. Wedding expense season. It? No, you didn't finish the text. Oh, out of my paycheck. Yeah. I didn't see the end of that. No. <laughs> yes. No. Yes, JT, you are correct. Uh, wedding season starts next he'd week. He'd never notice. It'd be such a small dent. He'd never uh, know. It'd be, it would it would cripple me for that month. We can't have that. Wedding season starts next month, Tommy. Aren't you excited? I know you're static. Yeah, I can't about go. That. I, I mean, I've got like all these plans. You know, the kids begging me to take him to Disney. Do hey, Daddy, will you please? I said, sorry, dear, I can't. Ties at another wedding this weekend. Well, sometimes sacrifice happens in the work life. So uh, 
You just tell let, let the kids know you're Daddy, too- he went to a wedding last weekend and the weekend before and the weekend before. I know. I know. I, know. I hired a I hired a popular young man to Does he help. even know any of these people? I don't think <laughs> no. so here. He just shows up. He just up. shows up. <laughs> All right. Hog update wise. Daddy, does Ty have a girlfriend? No, dear. No, nah, dear. you can a- probably answer that the same way for, for at least at least another year. I'm thirty. Again, thirty years old, we're getting serious. One more year in the twenties, then we're getting serious this next year. <laughs> Hopefully about your job. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Speaking of jobs, uh, Colin Fisher did himself a pretty good job yeah, yesterday. Uh, freshman debuted, five scoreless innings, and uh, Dave liked what he saw. Apparently, thought he was going to be a starter straight out of high school. We thought he would be a starter when we recruited him. And then you never know, you know, but he's always thrown strikes, and he's always had an off-speed pitch. And I remember when we first saw him, he, we loved his curveball and thought he had a good changeup, and obviously his fastball was, was going to be pretty good. And a couple of years later, when we get him here, his changeup's really good, and it's gotten better and better. He's still a strike thrower, and he competes well. He works quick. He can pitch both sides of the plate. So you're thinking, hey, this is a starter type guy. Big tuna. I like a guy that wears glasses in any sport, and he's got those special Oakleys that he wears. He's a lefty, which I feel like Arkansas always loses to a lefty pitcher. So it's nice to have a few more of them on your team, like Hagen, like Molina, and also like Fisher as well. Uh, so congratulations. you got to keep doing it. We'll see if he factors in. Sometimes you have these guys that uh, have success early on at the beginning of the season, don't necessarily see a lot of innings uh, later on as we get to conference and postseason play. But maybe Fisher uh, has an impact at some point moving forward. No runs on three hits, didn't walk anyone, struck out four, faced 18 batters and 63 pitches. Only thing you could really knock from yesterday, he had a, uh, a play at first he's trying to make and threw it over the first baseman and allowed a base. That was one of Arkansas's two errors in the game. But I, I, I really like the efficient way uh, Colin Fisher worked yesterday, and it, it started out right. He got the first batter in one pitch, got through the first inning in 11 pitches, second inning in 10 pitches. He's 21 pitches in through two innings. I mean, that's through, through six batters. So, man, when, that's kind of like starting out birdie-birdie uh, at the golf course. So, I mean, he uh, – he was pretty solid yesterday. Yeah, hopefully he continues uh, to have some success as a true freshman in this pitching rotation moving forward. Definitely on the Colin Fisher. Big tuna bandwagon so far. Hopefully a bunch of fish fries this year, as Kendall Diggs called it. Arkansas basketball back in action tonight against Texas A&M. 6 o'clock right here on ESPN Arkansas. Hit that line.com. They are 10.5-point underdogs on the Bet Saracen app. Uh, the Texas A&M Aggies coming off two straight losses last week, uh, trying to b- bounce back. They actually might have lost three straight heading into this basketball game. Uh, not a lot of success in College Station, to be honest. They're 6-6 six and six right now in the league, so they desperately need this win against Arkansas, and we'll see if they're able to get that later on tonight. Matt Jones and myself will have hog reaction uh, following the game as well. Early start, so at least you know when the game's over, team gets back and uh, get a little more rest before Saturday. I know... Yeah. Coach has been upset about that, but you know, you you said this, and it's it's easy to agree with. You're you've been in these eight o'clock marquee time slots because everyone expected you to be really good. Everyone, and that's why all these games with Tennessee and Kentucky and you know the Alabama later, they, all of them were put in spots to showcase your program, and you spit the bit. So I mean that 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 you know it, it's not like football where the schedule set you know two weeks out more or less times and network assignments i wonder if basketball gets to that at some point where they flex games on tv uh and move games around on different networks to accommodate a bigger matchup or a 
a game that you thought, hey, this was going to be a really good game between Arkansas and LSU, but now it's not. <laughs> now they're bad. Now, now they're bad. So we're going to take that off of ESPN and put it on, you know, the Ocho. <laughs> so. uh, another lesser station. That's a, that's not a bad thought. No, I, th- th- I think that's coming at some point. I don't, I don't think you're off on that. That's going to do it for your hog update. Brought to you by our friends at Mr. Sparky. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Sparky. All right, let's talk to Brent, who's in Searcy on the McClarty Daniel Hotline, home of the Bulldog. Brent, the welcome. Mouth. I say that Bulldog, it's Bald Knob. Brent, welcome in, man. That's Bald Knob. Yeah. Long time no talk, John. What's up, man? Where you been? Man, I've just, I've just been moving in my house, just living life, you know? Well, uh, but, uh, what's on your mind? Mom, what... What is on my mind is I am my mind is blown with how the Razor the Razorback basketball staff so desperately missed on constructing this roster for this season. I have no I have no idea what they were thinking. Can you can you please enlighten me? And is there hope in the future? I think there's hope. Um, I thought Bruce was messing around earlier when he's saying that the basketball program's in trouble. He's joking about the uh, the pyramid of power on Pradco wise. I listen. Think about this. So Bruce Pearl and and also John Cal Kentucky three years ago were not in the NCAA tournament. Two of the best coaches in college basketball, two of the best coaches in this league, both missed the NCAA tournament. As much as we don't want it to happen, and as much as those two fan bases in Auburn and Lexington don't want it to happen, it happens every once in a while. In today's age of transfer portal, NIL, and the other stuff you have to deal with. And Bruce, I, they did miss on this roster, and Eric Musselman is just as accountable as anyone in that aspect. But I think, I think he went for scoring when his nature is not that. And he tried to, again, go against his own philosophies for a certain degree, hoping he can mold these guys into something they're not. And I think he'll get back to what has worked for him in Arkansas this upcoming transfer portal cycle. Well, I sure hope, I sure hope so. I sure hope so because you never need to leave the formula that got you to where you were. Yeah, and I, and I get it. And abandon defense. I think they, they got guys that could – could all put the ball in the basket and thought he could teach him to play defense. Yeah. And I think you got to get get guys that just have that toughness and that mindset of 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 locking down whoever they're assigned to defend. That six five to six eight six nine range. There's you're going to see a lot of guys. Not only the two high school recruit, recruits Shelley and uh, Elahim, but the other guys they'll get out of the portal as well. Look for a lot of guys in that kind of frame in this upcoming transfer portal cycle, which is right around the corner. Six conference games remaining. You'll have at least one SEC tournament game, and then I doubt they make the NIT, and that's what we'll be talking about in the coming weeks after that with this basketball program is who leaves and who they're bringing in for this basketball team. Hi, everybody. This is Chris George from Joshua Sign Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Christmas gifts, weddings, heirloom family treasures. And at Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we only have one sale every year, and it's right now. Every single item in our store is value priced for Christmas. We do custom one-of-a-kind jewelry. If that's what you're looking for, come see us. You can get anything fixed for a Christmas gift. Selection, quality, service, and Christmas red tag prices now through Christmas at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. 
Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. Gonna add some basketball highlights as we're in the middle of basketball season. Baseball not too far around the corner. Plenty of pro hawks to choose from on that side of things. But as far as basketball goes, Christian, what's been happening lately on the NBA side of things? We're still in the midst of the NBA All-Star break. Uh, but last Tuesday, Isaiah Joe had 10 points against Anthony Black in the Magic. Black only had one point in the game. The Thunder won 127-113. It's cool that it's not only just like two teammates that are on the same team in Isaiah and Jalen, but you have different crossovers basically this season. Patrick Beverly matched up against Nick Smith the other day. Him and Bobby Portis are, of course, of teammates. But uh, a lot of times, Tommy, you'll turn on the TV and whether it's just uh, a casual NBA game or your favorite team, on the other side is probably a Razorback based on the amount of guys that are in the NBA right now. Yeah, and... Uh... I think for a lot of people, we were talking earlier about Bruce. He had that Thunder shirt on. You know, having two two Razorbacks, particularly for folks listening in Fort Smith that have two of their natives there. I mean, how how do you not gravitate towards that team? Isaiah is, I think, top ten right now in three point percentage in the NBA, uh, and he consistently he's going to be in that rotation. I don't know about Jalen as much if he's going to be in that rotation come playoff time, but sure seems like Isaiah is going to be. Either way, uh, all of his teammates will tell you whether Jalen's playing or not, that he is a crucial part of the chemistry of that locker room. And again, like I said, happy to see not only two Razorbacks, but two Northside Grizzlies. Uh, same same high school, same team at one point, just a few years apart. Uh, a huge part of the second best team in the West this year. Yeah. Moses Moody had six points for the Warriors in their loss to the Clippers last Wednesday. He's not getting heavy minutes, but it's good to see that the Warriors are still uh, hanging on to him and giving him some valuable time on a, what could be a championship team. You never know about the Warriors. A couple years ago, Bobby Portis was a Bulls fan favorite, but he rarely played. And the running joke around Chicago was free Bobby Portis, whatever coaching staff it was and anytime he did get in the game fans erupted Moses is the same way in Golden State they love him they think he's a great player for whatever reason uh, behind closed doors Steve Kerr does not play him a lot anytime he plays he he seems to have an impact so whether he gets traded at some point or whether he gets more minutes in Golden State hopefully he continues to to play better in the in the NBA Daniel Gafford on Wednesday against the Spurs, he had 10 points and 10 rebounds in the 116-93 win for Dallas. The Mavericks have not lost since Daniel Gafford has joined the team. They're 3-0. and And he's had, I want to say, three double-doubles in each of those yes. games. He killed Oklahoma City, unfortunately for me. He ripped his old team in Washington, and then you just mentioned the stat that he just had against San Antonio. The guy's a player. Daniel is a great rim runner. Uh, he's likable. He loves playing with Luka Doncic already. Uh, when you get a chance to play with two guards like Doncic and Kyrie, it's pretty special. And he is the perfect player for that system because they cannot uh, double team the guard in that situation because he'll just get an alley-oop every time they're around. That's going to be a fun fun trade for the Dallas Mavericks fans like yourself, Big C. Yeah, and if he's not scoring a bunch of points, he is definitely working hard on the glass. He yep. has a rebound machine. All right, Bobby Portis had 15 points and 7 rebounds on Thursday against the Grizzlies. Patrick Beverly 
had one point in the 113-110 loss to Memphis. Now, since Doc Rivers has taken over as head coach, it hasn't been smooth sailing by any means for the Bucks. Terrible decision by that organization. I know it wasn't 100% smooth at points this season, but uh, Doc Rivers, unfortunately, has had the the worst part of his coaching career as of late. Has lost like three or four game sevens. Uh, that will not end well, unfortunately, for Bobby Portis and Patrick Beverly. Even though that was probably a good trade for them defensively to pick up BP or to pick up Patrick Beverly. Sacramento Kings head coach the other day was very uh, complimentary of Mason Jones. Him being a vocal leader, not necessarily on the court, but off the court you know, supporting his guys during the game. Yeah, I think uh, I don't think Mason played a second that game the other night, uh, but Mike Brown was, again, uh, uh, out of his way, had complimentary things to say about Mason Jones, and Mason's kind of gone back and forth between the G League and the NBA with two-way or 10-day contracts, two-way contracts, so hopefully at one point he will just be on an NBA roster. I know we've talked about going to Oklahoma City. I'm going to try and see if I can make a game in April. It's going to be hard to get playoff tickets based on how good they are this year. But it is encouraging to see that they've kind of revitalized that organization where they were dormant for a few years. And now OKC is once again a a, um, a team to compete with in the Western Conference. All right, let's welcome in our friend Tom Murphy on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. Now, let's talk to Tom Murphy on the Morning Rush. Tom, I will ask you about Kirk Cousins potentially going to the Falcons coming up in just a bit, but let's let's stay here in Bob Walker Stadium and what happened this weekend. Three games, Arkansas gets only one loss to James Madison. I know Hagen Smith didn't have his best outing. You saw some stuff from Will McIntyre, Mason Molina, Brady Tigert, and Big Tuna yesterday. What what did you make of Arkansas's pitching over the course of this weekend? Yeah, good morning, y'all. Um uh a lot of input from um, different guys. I mean, so Will McIntyre and Cody Frank both pitched twice, both pitched very well. So these are your long relief guys. And then if you run into some problems in the rotation, either one, well, McIntyre could obviously be plugged into the rotation. But Colin Fisher's appearance yesterday, um, you know, I guess the conditions were a little different. It was warmer and all that. But he had the best line of any of the starting pitchers. I mean, better than – Better than Hagen Smith, better than Tiger, better than Mason Molina. So um, there's only three games on the weekend, typically. <clears throat> so where did Colin Fisher fit in? Does that make him your midweek guy? Uh, certainly puts you in good position with him there. Um, and then, you know, Gage Wood only pitched once, but it was a little bit of a lengthy closing. And he threw well also. So I think the conditions had a lot to do, you know, the grip on the ball with Hagen Smith's inability to locate. Uh, but, man, it was painful to watch. 42 pitches, and a lot of it was just out of, you know, lack of control. I mean, the walk, and then he was 0-2, and, and he hit a guy with a pitch. And then the Trimble home run, I mean, everybody in the park, both coaches, thought that was a relatively routine fly ball to right center, and it just kept going and got in the wind and, and went out of here. So a little bit of bad luck for Hagen. It's going to take him a while to get his ERA back down. But – I expect he'll have a much better outing against Oregon State on Friday. Yeah, top ten opponent, so you need you need him to show up this week in order could uh, spell trouble early for Arkansas against the Beavers. Will McIntyre though, really stellar couple of innings. I think it was five and a third on uh, Friday, and then he pitched just one inning yesterday. You envision him in kind of that Kevin Copps Cronin role, where Dave said yesterday that he wants to play uh, uh, several ga- or two games over the course of a weekend. 
Um, well, yeah, that's what McIntyre said he wants to do. And he actually got in two innings yesterday. So um, I guess he probably had the highest pitch count of any Razorback pitcher. But, look, he's a veteran. He knows how to take care of his body. Um, Dave said that McIntyre's thought is, I want to go twice every weekend and maybe not have a, a heavy bullpen in between. So um, as long as he's locating the way he was and he really kept him off balance, um, McIntyre will be a very valuable piece. Um, and I think um, as a, opposed to, say, inserting him in the rotation, if, if the need arises, maybe he's better as, as a two-inning guy or two-appearance two guy on weekends that gives you a couple of innings or maybe three, one outing, and then maybe one inning um, on Sunday. So we'll see how that develops. But obviously it's a good guy to have in the bank for the Razorbacks. Yeah. So the Hogs headed to Arlington. Texas is going to be kind of the – the spot this week for uh, Razorback fans is uh, the Razorbacks head down tonight to take on Texas A&M at College Station. Thomas is the game Arkansas was fortunate to win after leading by 20. Tremont Mark made a made a jumper from about eight feet to win the ball game. What has to go right tonight for the Razorbacks to uh, sweep the Aggies this year in conference play? Right. Well, looking back, um, they're it's, they're not in good shape this year, right? I mean, they're just not doing very well. But imagine. If they had lost, they had fallen from twenty ahead and lost that game, which was a possibility. And I got to tell you, I think Buzz Williams is a very, very sharp coach. I like a lot of the things he does. He's very, um, I don't know, like seems to be kind of introverted and really into the numbers. But calling that timeout when Arkansas had none left, and and, and obviously Eric Musselman teams are fine with that last scramble. You know that that they trust the guys to find something and, and get a good shot off. But that timeout really helped them. I mean, Tremont Mark caught the ball going at a good clip and just basically drove right into the to the paint to get that jumper to win the game. Um, they have got to keep Anderson Garcia and the rest of these guys, Henry Coleman, from crushing them on the A and M offensive glass. I mean, that's that's number one. But Texas A and M is not a good shooting team. Uh, Wade Taylor went off for forty one on them, I think. So uh, got to keep him under wraps a little bit better. And obviously you cannot expect Tyrese Radford to have the same horrible shooting night. I mean, he, he was shooting poorly, and he just kept driving, and he kept driving. And, he, and they did a good job at making him like not get quite all the way to the glass, and he had to take these running off the glass, you know, uh, six or eight footers, and he just kept missing them. So he'll, he'll have a better game, I'm sure. Um, Arkansas's. It seems to me they're, they're they're a little bit more on the same page. Uh, the rotation has been reduced some uh, with the Brazil injury and, and various other things, and uh, maybe um, you know. But they've got to, they've got to shoot well, keep A and M off the offensive glass to have a chance. And this is a huge game for A and M. They they've already got a loss in the resume to Vandy. They can't afford a loss to Arkansas mm-hmm. to stay in consideration. We were considering how many teams this league may get with now six in the poll. Uh, if A&M wants to have any chance of being considered, they have to win tonight. I think so. Uh, you can't afford to lose at home to a team that's in the bottom three of your conference after you, you lost at Vandy. And so, um, to me, they're just going to stay on that bubble. I mean, unless they unless they happen to get on a really hot streak to end it or lose to Arkansas and then really have to scramble the rest of the regular season to, to try to get back into the you know to the picture. But they are they are really right on the bubble, and um, maybe the wrong side uh, of the bubble. Yeah, that, that's right. I mean, that's, I, I think Jerry Palm had them in, but I, it's one of his last four. 
uh, as of yesterday. So, um, yeah, they, they have to secure things, and losing at home to Arkansas would be a horrible start to this. Tom Murphy with us here on the McCarty Daniel Hotline, Whole Hog Sports. Tom, to, to kind of look at the, the the entire outlook of this basketball team, you've got six regular season games left, one tournament game. Have you started to kind of tinker with who might come back next year and who might move on after this season? Well, I would say I've, you know, dabbled in it, not, you know, not full-fledged because we don't talk to the players near like we used to. So this is all just kind of a speculative uh, game at this point. Um, and you know, there's guys like Mark who, who have eligibility. I mean, a lot of guys have eligibility. Uh, I, you would certainly want, I would think, build a returning roster around Mark, a proven scorer, um, hold on to the, to the younger guys you got like Blocker and Pinion and, um, uh, and, and then you, you, then you add in your big time signees. So, um, I don't know. I, I've been a little bit more focused on baseball in the last few days. So we'll, we'll see how this roster thing plays out. So this weekend, wise again, everyone knows what happened against Oregon State, 2018. How big of a weekend would this be for Arkansas baseball to get two of three against the Beavers, the Cowboys, and the Wolverines, or maybe three of three? Yeah, one and two of three would be a, a good deal. Uh, they've obviously gone down there and and won all three and not had tremendous seasons. You know, I, I think in 16, the year they fell apart, I'm pretty sure they swept in Texas, and then they've had other years where they. I think they've had an over down there or some one, one and twos and then went on to have a good season and gone to the college world series. So it's not a harbinger of what's to come, but, um, playing that level of competition this early is a great way to, you know, kind of assess where all your, your hitters are, uh, what your pitchers look like against this level of, uh, of quality hitting teams. And James Madison was, was a scrappy team. They they did not have depth up and down their lineup, but they bunted and put in some put some pressure on the Razorbacks and did some good things and had a really good slugger in in Trimble. But um, they're going to see a lot deeper lineups uh, when they get there. And you know, even if you beat Oregon State ten to nothing, uh, it will not make up for 2018. But at least it's a way of not staying down on the you know down to the Beavers. But I got to say, y'all, in all my years of covering college athletics. Um, that pop fly, uh, when, you know, you're on the brink of saying, I'm, you know, I'm going to write a winning, a game story of a win <laughs> and they don't catch the foul and then they end up losing it. One of the more painful in-person coverages I've, I've done. Tom or Tom, your colleague, Bob was talking the other day. He always writes out two, uh, headlines, two leads for stories. And, uh, I would guess that like you and like everyone else, Arkansas uh, sports writers had one lead written and then had to uh, change it like you did and everyone else did. That was a sad, sad night. The life of a Razorback. Yeah, that's part of it. Well, Tom, real quick, uh, Kirk Cousins, quarterback for the Falcons, yes or no? You like that? You know, um, I'm warmer to that than I was to Bill Belichick to the Falcons. Um, Hey, having a veteran quarterback, nothing wrong with that. I mean, is he top shelf? Uh, No, he is not Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson level, but um, I think he can be a nice backbone for uh, getting the franchise on the right track. I mean, the division was right there to take, um, and the, the Buccaneers, uh, the way they, they hung around in the playoffs, says, well, we were, we were good enough to, to beat the Buccaneers in Tampa Bay um, and, uh, you know, should have beaten them at home, but we didn't. And, and so we're, we're close, and I think a veteran quarterback would help us. 
This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen.